Legend goes that somewhere beneath these beers lies the gateway between heaven and hell. It's said that a sacred podcast guards this portal, and the power of drunken rants and raves keeps the dam from tormenting the sober. Trouble with drunks is they never stay put. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Hops Box Office Flops presented by Wobam Entertainment. We are the number one bad movie and good beer podcast as rated by the Weird Desert Not Vampire Cults. I, Chumzel, will be hosting tonight for our first installment in our Hops and Bloodsucking Flop series. And we're starting off with the tremendous piece of cinema that is 2012's Gallo Walkers. Joining me on this episode is our resident vampire spine ripper, the Thunderous Wizard. Yeah, yeah. I'm always ripping out spines while mm-hmm. hanging out in the Old West and putting on uh, Wild West uh, shows. So Old West, post-apocalyptic future West, who knows? Fake CGI sand place. Yeah, I, th- I believe this was filmed in Africa. So, mm. I, think, uh, I think you're right. I can't think of where, but uh, I'm sure there was some sort was of... Was it creative... in Ambia? That sounds right. And I'm sure there were some very creative tax and or financial incentives to do so. And maybe getting Wesley Snipes out of the country, too. But uh, more on that later. And we're also joined by our in-house lizard skin upholsterer, Captain Cash. I'd just like to say, while we are the number one bad movie and good beer podcast, as rated by Weird Desert non-vampire cults, uh, we're actually the number three with the vampire cults. So, you know, help us get to number two. Like and subscribe. Yeah, you know what? We just don't do very well with that vampire demographic. What can I say? I guess we suck too much or not enough. Either way, not the right amount of suck for them. Mm, yeah, we're just not hitting that sweet suck spot. But uh, anyway, sadly, Mayor McCheese couldn't join us tonight because he threw his back out doing DDP's hot yoga. Get well, buddy. Uh, see, would you rather throw your back out or watch this movie again? That's uh, that's a, a coin toss. It's kind yeah. of a coin toss. Right? Like, coin toss. It's ninety minutes, and I'm like, oh. But like, if I throw my back out, I can just kind of like lay down for a day. Maybe. Is it yeah? Is it like just one day on the couch, popping Advil, or is it like a multi day? Because if it's multi day, I might watch this movie. If it's one Fair day enough. on the couch, I'll take the back. Well, I gotta. I have a confession, Chumzel. I betrayed you. I did not watch this on Tubi. I watched it on Plex because Plex saves your spot and Tubi doesn't unless you sign up. And I don't want Tubi having my information. Uh, and I had to stop. <laughs> Tubi knows too much already. <laughs> I had to stop frequently throughout this film to take a break and reassess my life choices. So that's, uh, that's very fair. And don't feel too bad. I have yet to sign up for Tubi myself. I just I just roll with it. Uh, but anyway, as always, you can find the pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at hops and bo flops. You can download us anywhere you find the finest podcasts. And don't forget to check out Wobam Entertainment at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T on Twitter and Instagram for all your vampire killing and tax evasion tips and tricks. I mean, are you sure you want to take tax evasion notes from Wesley Snipes? Because um just saying it didn't work out great for him. It's more like a, like what not to do kind yeah, of. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Leslie but, did uh, this. Yeah. Probably avoid that in the future. Yeah. Don't do that one. Yeah. Uh, so that does bring us to beer. And tonight I've gone with Portland's Rogue Ale's Dreamland Lager. I felt this was an aptly named beer for a movie that seems like a fever dream somebody has after watching Blade and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It is a standard American lager. It's malty and very beer-like. Rogue claims it has some biscuit notes, but I'm not sure my steel reserve tainted palate can taste them, but uh, okay. Uh, There's about one finger ahead on this guy with some slight light lacing, and it smells multi as expected, and it checks in with a not Captain Cash approved 4.8% ABV. Yeah, no, it's more ABVs in here. 
Oh yeah. yeah, no, it's a light, it's a light lager on the ABV side of things. But that's, I wouldn't call it a light lager. That's not nearly high enough octane to watch this film. No, you need uh, uh, you need some potent <laughs> Wild yep. West spirits to make it through yeah. this movie. Yeah, you need some uh, ninety proof bourbon uh, to sterilize your mind while you watch this. Uh, but hey, the tagline for Dreamland is "Drink beer and build skate parks," or actually, just "Drink beer, comma build skate parks." which uh, makes about as much sense as this movie. Uh, you can find it in Stovepipe Singles and Sixers of 12-ounce cans. I myself picked up a couple of Stovepipes at my local Wally World. And uh, yeah, you know, I'll give it two bad movies. I mean, it's lighting up on the ABV and it's not too malty. It's, it's a decent drinking American-style lager. So yeah, cheers. Yay. Beer. Yeah, hooray beer. All right, so that does bring us to the tale of the tape for Gallo Walkers. Uh, this film was released by Lionsgate straight to DVD. It was produced on a budget of $17 million and allegedly grossed only $141,696 American dollars as part of a very limited theatrical release. How so, did this cost yeah. $17 million? Yeah. yeah, that was my question, too. This did not ah. feel as if 17 million dollars were spent it looks like it was shot on an iphone yes and i'm gonna say a uh money laundering and b cocaine i would say that's c, true that cocaine writer is at least five million c, standard standard cocaine writer c is rubbers lizard tails as props this easily had to cost 15 dollars really Each. not a bad effect not a bad effect honestly there's a couple uh, of cool makeup effects in this. Uh, yeah. But that's that's about all. Yeah. And it does appear to be shot on an iPhone, maybe even a Motorola Razor at times. I, um, it yeah. looks shockingly cheap. It's, it's funny because it's like, as we've mentioned, it was very clearly shot on location. So every so often you get these grand sweeping things, mm-hmm. but it's like it's shot on an iPhone. So even though it's very impressive and cinematic, it still looks like shit. Uh, yeah. And, uh, like basically all the towns you can tell are just like stage props recycled from like some community theaters production of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Throwing some music, man. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as far as uh, critical scores, it's got a blank score on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from critics and 11% user score, and it's not listed on Metacritic. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie, and that's probably for the better. Um, I think 11% is pretty accurate. I wouldn't give it much more. Maybe even round down to an even 10. I did find a couple of reviews for it online. Like, I know, like, the, the AV Club wrote about it when it came out because people, like, had been writing about this movie like it was going to be a thing for years, and then it just disappeared for... A while and then suddenly it came back i mean on paper wesley snipes is a supernatural gunslinger and fighting not vampires in the desert is a movie i'd take i'd read a treatment for at a bare minimum yep. like worked with blade i'm cool with we want to just make it in old west yeah and it's got some interesting ideas and some of the visuals are good like i mean it is clearly shot on location some of the shots do look good yeah um some of the makeup effects as we mentioned, excuse me, the makeup effects look good. Um, but in the movies, I mean, the editing is terrible. Um, and there's some reasons for that. We'll get to them. But the, the, the movie feels like, again, it was kind of shot off a first draft. Like it doesn't like, flow yeah. at all. And it's not just the editing. Like the story just doesn't connect at points. Listen, there is no better demonstration of how quickly this was slapped together than the presence of the villain Kiss Cut, a woman who introduces herself and says, Kiss Cut, kisses a guy, and then cuts him. That's 100% of her. Int- I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am at a loss for words. I didn't even know she had a name because the bad guy just refers to her as, You killed my the whore. whore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this this movie oh, probably doesn't. God. This movie probably like fails the Bechtel test as hard as possible. Hang on. Oh wait, does does the little girl and the mom, adopted mom, ever talk? 
about Ooh. not Wesley Snipes, it might pass is all I'm trying to say. Maybe you're right. I was just trying to be sarcastic, but certainly they were talking about like tannin and skin and hides and such. Yeah, that disturbing opening scene with the buckets of blood. So, yeah. so strange. Um, and the disturbing wigs too. throughout. Yes. Oh my the God, wig the wig work. Like $17 million. I bet at least five to 10 American dollars were spent on all of the wigs. I'll, I'll give it 20. I'm going to say it was 20 bucks. They went to <laughs> Nambia's only hot topic and get, they, they went to Party it. City yeah. and just kind of like pulled whatever they could off the shelf. Do you guys have monk costumes and bad wigs? All right. We're set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Have, have a use of spirit Halloween here. Um, no, I'm pretty sure what happened is somebody said, hey, my cousin's uh, brother's girlfriend knows uh, Nick Cage's wig guy. Like, we can hook you up. And it was a lie. When you say Nick Cage's wig guy, what you fail to mention, it's the character Nick Cage from an, an unbearable weight of, of massive, <laughs> massive yeah. talent, not actual <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. So back to Gallo Walkers. Uh, it's rated R. It has a runtime of 93 excruciating minutes. And you can find it streaming for free on Tubi. Because of course you can, and apparently whatever service uh, the Thunderous Wizard has, Plexi. Uh, I watched Plex. it on Amazon Prime with limited commercial interruption. Yeah, ah, there you go. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. on Freebie, which is part of Amazon's Prime service, which is uh, has changed names three times now. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Are they making a move at Tubi? It used well, to be no. IMDb TV, and it used to be something before that as well. But what I've noticed is there is a strong correlation between uh, some of Tubi's offerings and what shows up on Prime for free with commercials. Oh, you don't say that there's a large correlation between free shitty movies and bad services. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure, that too. Um, But anyway, so Gallowalkers was directed and co-written by Andrew Goth. I mean, sure, that's his real name. And it stars Wesley Snipes and a bunch of other dudes. And most notably, we do get Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, as Skullbucket. Uh, he wow. doesn't even diamond cut a single person. What a waste. Yep. At what that waste. point, why do, you, why do you even have him? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, and I guess it's worth noting that Goth is basically the Kmart version of Guy Ritchie, as far as I can tell. So he's got that going for him, I guess. Based on this movie, I'd say he's the Kmart version of Paul W.S. Anderson without a hot wife. Yeah, no, that I, checks don't, out. I don't know what his life, wife is like. Maybe his wife is hot. Yeah. Could be. Maybe she's kiss cut. Oh, cat no. Cut. Cat kiss. Kiss cut? Cut kiss. What? God damn it. That's a bad. K- kismet. 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 Makes me so um, angry. So that does bring us to one-liners. And IMDB describes the movie as follows. A cursed gunman, Snipes, whose victims come back from the dead, recruits a young warrior to help him in the fight against a gang of zombies. Are Um, are they zombies? I mean, they seem to be like vampires. They seem to be like ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't really suck blood or have sharp teeth. So technically not vampires, I reckon. But like when I think of zombies, typically you're thinking an infection or curse that spreads via bite. They have to, but they have to consume the flesh of the living to live forever. There's some combination of like zombie and vampire. They're like vampires, but their bodies rot, so they have to like take skin. They they do live forever. They're not mindless zombies. It's it's a it's an interesting concept that they don't really uh, flesh out. Pun intended. Well, you know, vampires are like on a juice cleanse, and these are more like uh, buffet people. Sure, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, a little, little bit of everything. More keto, yeah. a little more keto. Yeah, I was thinking South Beach diet, but sure, that works. Uh, so, Captain Cash, what's your one-liner? Um, I'm going to call this Blazing Saddles. Whoa, there we go. <laughs> they couldn't make this movie today, and they shouldn't. And they, they, they made this movie in 2006 or 12 or 14. Either way, whether it was now or then, it never should have been made, ever, ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, so T-dubs. How would you describe this movie in one sentence? I have a number of them, but I'll, I'll start with Hung Guns because they are the Gallo Walkers, Hung Guns. 
Uh, you oh. could also because <laughs> I, I was thinking something with a dick there. Well, I mean, but, he, excuse I, I, me while I whip this out. <laughs> I, would, I would guess that uh, Snipes is probably a hung gun in more ways than one. I think you mean Wesley Pipes. Yeah. Uh, you could also <laughs> call it Blady the Kid. But most importantly, listeners, this movie is just simply pay your fucking taxes. <laughs> Which pay is your probably taxes why so he did you it. don't have to do this. You know, honestly, between this and Nick Cage's financial problems, the two of them coming together to make a movie, that would be something yeah. special. Well, I think Nick Cage's you know, financial problems just come from his wacky spending habits. Yes. Where where uh, Snipes was just straight up like not filing his tax returns. <laughs> he just like I, he literally, uh, uh, you know, it's I hate to say it, uh, but it sounds like from what I've read, he was just trying to do that straight up sovereign citizens bullshit where he's just like, I don't have to pay taxes because I'm a free man something rules don't apply blade. to me blade is the citizen of the world so what you're saying is the voiceover should have started with i bet you're wondering how i got here <laughs> yeah <laughs> turns out i can i can defeat draculas but i cannot defeat the irs no, took down capone not. uh so here's my one-liner django uninteresting <laughs> uh i tried uh, anyway, here's the uh, plot summary. Uh, it's mostly nonsense. There's a vampire-like curse. There are cults, and there is a cowboy vampire hunting snipes uh, who's cursed or something. It's kind of a movie. Maybe. That's pretty much it. Sort of? Yeah. Like, the, it just the rules happens. are very unclear to me. Yep. Well, it only takes four different exposition points to explain what the rules are, so... Like and they are full on exposition dumps of just like literally Wesley Snipes talking about what happened, and yeah. I'm still confused. Well, Wesley Snipes and not Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, it's it's worth mentioning that uh, the voiceover at the beginning of the movie is done by a Wesley Snipes sound alike, which is it tremendous. is noticeable. It is it's, tremendous. It's not good. Yeah. Like, why not just have one of the other actors provide the exposition? In fact, it would have made sense for the young guy that he recruits to do it. Yeah. Or that, the, that, would, have made, that, that would have made narrative sense, you yeah. know, is, aside from just not being as weird. <laughs> um, someone actually in the movie. Um, but yeah, I think the only thing that was clear to me after I watched this film is that there's an evil cult that's out there doing weird shit that Wesley Snipes may or may not have started somehow. But regardless of that, he is cursed in the sense that when he kills someone, they come back and then he has to kill them a second time by ripping out their spine. That's, that's the pretty much all I understood. The rest of it I, is nonsense. But basically, if Wesley Snipes kills you because of his curse or the gun's curse or some curse, it's his curse. He then has to kill you a second time by straight up well, sub-zeroing you. Yeah, but here's the stupid thing, right? Like, because the way the movie unfolds, you see him murder these people who sexually assaulted and murdered his uh, Again, the, the, the rape of a loved one as yeah. the motivation for the male pan, uh, protagonist. So awesome. Very creative. He, you know, kills all these people, and then they show him get shot by a, a soldier as he's traversing the desert. And then the witch, like, begs the disembodied voice of the devil or whoever the hell it is to save him and then he's cursed so i guess that happened before he went to the jailhouse and killed all I, these people i, I thought the deal again this is the problem the movie explains but it doesn't explain <laughs> well it's 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 not shot sequentially and i'm not 100 percent sure that was a, an artistic choice <laughs> i'm not sure they tried they didn't they weren't trying to pulp fiction this, I don't think, but maybe they were. It just, it, it was too weird though for that to work. There was too it, much. They yeah, had to, no, I, because yeah. it wasn't like you had intersecting stories. It's just Wesley Snipes' story. And then it, you see some vignettes about some of these key guys that sexually assaulted his girlfriend and I guess murdered her too. I don't know. Yeah, they killed her. This movie uh, feels like it was, slash stepsister. Yeah, edited by like. <laughs> It's like it's like when you're you're having drunk people recount their night to you. 
<laughs> and nothing <laughs> yeah. makes sense and it's all out of order. That's the editing of this film. Like, oh, this looks like it'll fit here. Are you sure? I'm not wearing my glasses. I can't tell. Yeah. Well, part of the problem, too. I mean, there may have been some artistic choices here in the way they wanted to tell the story or whatever in a nonlinear fashion. But the fact was Snipes was knee deep in his tax troubles and was getting jerked around by the courts. So he was flying on and off set. So they were filming whatever they could get filmed. So maybe they were just trying to make chicken salad, too. But holy crap, it's it's a disjointed mess. I'm shocked yeah, it never got so released because by the time, I mean, it was just sitting on a shelf. I, I you know, I guess it probably yeah. made whatever it's printing, you know, whatever it costs to print it because it's really cheap to print DVDs, but cases are generally a little bit more expensive, but it just seems like a, a waste. Yeah, I mean, that, that, granted, at the time, though, going straight to streaming wasn't a huge option. Uh, yeah. I think now this would have gone straight to streaming. It would have totally oh, yeah, skipped this sure media, right? Yeah. I, 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 obviously. I, I mean, and I don't know what, you know, that'd be really interesting as the uh, media expert here, Thunderous Wizard. Like, I mean, what is the streaming market like? What would it pay for a film like this? Does anybody even know? Are those numbers even like out there? I mean, what would somebody pay to, to well, put this on I mean, TV? Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, not 17 million. I mean, like, for example, Amazon Prime, I think, bought Coming to America 2 for $20 million. And that's like a that's a, a real movie with, with yeah, Wesley Snipes in it. Maybe from a real studio with you know, like an actual budget and seemingly was going to be funny, but it wasn't, and it was sad. It was sad. <laughs> but you know, for this, what? like, I don't know, maybe you pay them in like wigs. Like, well, we saw the wigs. We we, oh, we looked, good took a look at your movie. How about we just give you these wigs in exchange for, for the rights to the film? In case you want are, to make a sequel. Are the wigs cursed? Because. I mean, maybe, but I bet they threw in a copy of TurboTax for Wesley Snipes. <laughs> it's like, here, here, give this to just, Wesley. <laughs> just let him, let him look it over, you know. <laughs> oh. Got to make these decisions for himself, but let him know we're here to help. So we're bashing on this movie pretty hard. I mean, so what kind of beer ratings are you guys going to give this? Uh, oh I'll start with God. you, Thunderous Wizard. T-Dubs, oh, what you got? This is probably a, it's a four to five pain beer movie. There's a couple of entertaining bits. I did like really enjoy seeing DDP, but you also have to wonder like, how much time did they have him for? Because most of the time he's just in this helmet and it's clearly not DDP anymore. So <laughs> I'd say, I'd say two days tops. Yeah. Uh, so I'm leaning to five because the expedition is brutally bad. Yeah, it's nonsensical. It's suck. Like most of the movie doesn't make any sense, but their insistence <laughs> to just like slow it down to a crawl and have them explain shit over and over and over again. It's like, come on. Like if, if this were just like say, you know, obviously from Dust Till Dawn, Robert Rodriguez, better pedigree there. But if you just made this a balls to the wall, like he's killing ghoulish vampire things. And it looks cheap. Well, at least then it's schlocky fun. But it yeah, uh, if it was if it was straight grindhouse, it would have yeah. worked. Yeah. What about you, Captain Cash? This movie is ninety three minutes, so I would love to give it six, but that would kill me. This is a five beer movie. I just this uh, is yeah, like it is horrible to look at. Like with the exception of like one or two interesting makeup effects like the where the the man is skinned like the principal bad guy is skinned yeah yeah the hellraiser skin yeah that i mean mm -hmm. that looked kind of cool the hellraiser effect yeah but like that was, that was what that was done well that was done well that looked legit for a b movie it was b yeah. movie good yeah but for every one of those you've got an effect like lizard head man okay no hold on there's nothing wrong with the dude with the lizard tail cornrows other than, other than uh, he looks like a Twi'lek. Yeah, uh, they're not great. I mean, they're okay. Uh, on a I, it's, it's not a bad effect. It's a weird effect. The, mummy, yeah, yeah. the mummified kid is the worst because he keeps referring to him as his son. And then later he realized it was a grown man. So why is the mummified body that of a child with arms that are essentially six and a half feet long? My boy! Uh, that, that was his strong arm? As I pointed out on Twitter, let me get you with a strong arm. <laughs> it's deeply disturbing how long the, the arms on the mummified kid are. Also, yeah, the fact that it's not a kid, it was a man. <laughs> so. 
lizard head is not a bad effect, but it's one of those things that someone on the production should have gone, hey, this isn't really working, is it? Yeah, nah, let's try something else. Except they clearly didn't have the money or the time to pull that off. Yeah, I, I, I think what would have improved it for me would have been just having a scene where you see him stitching the lizard onto his head. That yeah, would have been sure. that would have I'll been brutal. That. That would have I been also brutal. just more of that, more weirdness. Yeah, like, yeah. If they were like all patchwork and weird about it, yeah. I mean, I mean again, if they'd gone straight grindhouse B movie schlock with this, it probably would have been for the better. Uh, I think we have consensus here, gentlemen. I also give this five beers. It would have been six if it had not been for the skin suit, Hellraiser, Frank uh, uh, effect, and lizard head guy. And uh, you know, partial credit for just DDP being involved, although you don't get nearly enough of Skull Bucket. Uh, but yeah, that saved it from being a six beer movie for me. Um, yeah, it is hard to watch. There's just no denying it. It's just it's frustrating. For 93 minutes, it feels longer than that, which oh, is bad for a quote unquote like you know action adventure movie. It's a torturous 93 minutes. All right. Well, we've covered the plot and our beer ratings. So let's take a break and hear a message from our spine ripping brothers from another mother over at the Hop Nation USA podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wobam Entertainment. We're still talking about 2012's Gallo Walkers. Uh, Let's cover our general impressions here of the film, and then I've got some questions for the panel so i mean we've already done quite a bit of this but like i think the best point that's been made so far was from ut dubs like this movie probably shouldn't have been released and like if it just come a few years later it would have definitely gone straight to streaming like this is just a garbage movie you dump somewhere i mean you you feel for all the people who are involved and like i'm sure they worked really hard uh, but for this to have been like sitting on a shelf for seven years and like, all right, let's just throw it out there. It's like, right. I, I don't understand. Because hey, when now. was this actually filmed again? Like, like 2008, right? I thought yeah, it was even it was, earlier than that. No, I don't think it was seven years, but it was it was early. Yeah. Or earlier than 2012 when it finally saw the light of day. Uh, because, you know, honestly, this is not a movie I would go back to put money into. There's nothing that you're going to fix with this. Yeah, there's nothing, no, I mean, to, there's nothing to fix. I mean, I mean, maybe you edit it down to 45 minutes and turn it into a pilot and try to get a sci fi series out of it. If you can, I mean, that's about the exposition into just one dump, and uh, then maybe it's like, okay, that was like sort of fun, but I'm not even sure how you would do it. But I mean, maybe you could slice this to the bone and try to just do it as a proof of concept for a pilot and that's for like a sci-fi miniseries that's the best you can do with this yeah uh, even then <laughs> i mean it'd be a struggle it would be a struggle because whatever you do zero reshoots it has to be just pure editing because <laughs> you don't want to put another penny into this turd you know it, it, it's just it's just strange and i know snipes was hurting and he knew he was hurting for money at this point that has to be about the only reason he took this gig. And like, this is a pretty big departure to, I mean, a bit of a big departure for the director. I don't think he'd done anything quite like this. Um, he had done some like British crime stuff and that's where he drew some like, you know, like uh, guy Ritchie comparisons. So I don't know if this was his attempt at high concept, uh, Western sci-fi weirdness or whatever, but yeah, it just seems like nothing here was put together to work. Even the cast doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like none of the none of the characters like were. I mean, none of the actors like really seemed to like get into the roles. Everybody seemed to be doing like a community theater performance. This was all bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, like all nobody bad. stands out in this, right? Is I mean, am I, am I wrong there? Is there anybody like, oh, that guy's trying really hard? And I thought the it was bad just, guy was going a little. Uh, was hamming it up as best he could. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. I was just going to say he was properly melodramatic and theatrical as the goofy villain should be in a schlocky movie like this yeah 
I mean, this movie, it, it so desperately wants to be Blade. It also sort of desperately seems to want to be like uh, Mad Max. Uh, it even has a feral child. Yeah, no, no. A lot of stuff we've seen before in the desert. And yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I will say this. Like, I thought the movie had promise when you had that weird opening scene with the priest with his mouth sewn shut. Like thought, there was all there yeah. was almost something there. Like this was almost it was like music video weird. Like, oh, this is like a tool video or something. It almost had a thing there for a second. And well, then you know, just, you get you yeah. get a nice uh, spine rip right off the bat. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't going to mm-hmm. be good. I can like you could tell that, but at least like maybe it'll just be grotesquely violent. Yeah, maybe we're supposed to see Wesley Snipes like riding a horse, being a badass, and ripping spines. Well, I can tell you this. Wesley Snipes clearly did not enjoy riding horses. That was my big takeaway. Yeah, why is that? The other takeaways. He looked as uncomfortable as any actor I've ever seen on a horse. I, I did not pick up on that, but I, but I'd buy it for a dollar. It was, it was like, please let's do a lot of long shots because I do not want to be on this thing. <laughs> okay, I, I might have to rewatch it just for that. I mean, if you think about it, when he's doing a lot of the exposition the horse is completely still and the camera is just spinning around him. This is like, I'm, listen, I'm not riding this thing anywhere. You guys can do all the moving. So what you're saying is he's probably just standing on a milk crate. It's the Momoa thing. Yeah. Like shoot me from behind. Cause I'm not getting on the horse. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think we just covered it. My favorite kill uh, was definitely the priest guy, uh, you know, with his lips ripping open as he gets his spine ripped out or whatever. I mean, that's probably the most memorable one, in my opinion. It's right off the bat, and it's kind of all downhill from there. But did you guys have a kill you like better? Well, I mean, frustratingly, they do the spine rip murder again in the climax. So it's kind of like, well, I mean, this is the first thing you showed me. This doesn't seem that cool now. Stakes were not raised. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's not a lot. I did like that at the end where uh, the banditos are storming his uh, homestead. Homestead, Tannen. yeah. He he blows a couple people's heads off. It's like, oh, yeah. Like you could have been doing a lot of this shit the whole movie, like. But no, you <laughs> haven't been for some. Reason. Listen, we have four exploding heads for the whole movie. One of them we got to hang on to just in case we need to shoot something twice. So. <laughs> Three exploding heads max. That's all I can give you. One of those has to be the the mummy kid's head at the very end. So <laughs> no, two live heads, this. one backup head. Hold on, nothing in this movie was shot twice. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie should have been called First Draft. <laughs> first draft, no. first take. Yeah, one take. Rolling. <laughs> this movie oh, is man. called Wesley Does One Take. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hey! One take for the just... script. Whatever you wrote down on that paper, writer. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least, as far as I know, they didn't have to CGI Wesley Snipes' eyes open for any scenes in this movie. So that's a plus. As far as you know. As far as I know. So I've got to ask this question. It's Wait, my last was question. the seventeen million just all for a CGI Wesley Snipes? That would Ooh. at least explain it. <laughs> kind of would, right? Um, but no, I've got one last question because there's really the less said about this movie, the better. What the fuck was this movie trying to be? I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but it, it's a hundred percent trying to be played. Yeah. Yeah, just just blade blade that, on a horse. That's it. Is that yep. just it? They got uh, blade, they put him in the past, and he behaved like blade, but had way less good quips because the script isn't very good. And uh, way less Blade cool three <laughs> vampires yeah. in time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm just gonna throw in there too. I think it's like Blade crossed with Hellraiser crossed with a spaghetti western. Yeah, because there is some weird Hellraiser cursed hell vibe thing going on. There's they tried to add some additions. Like it's not just vampires; it's supernatural. There's there's a bit madness. of that. Yeah. But he yeah. is he's one of them. You know, he, like he's, he's like part them. Yeah, yeah. he's the, he's daywalker. <laughs> It's Again, that's why I, not a day walker, a gallow walker. <gasps> oh, which again, that's why I took the, the liberty of using this as a blood sucking flop. It's close enough. But anyway, 
Uh, all right. Well, this is a quick one, guys. So let's just move right into the next break here. Uh, we need to freshen up our Dreamland loggers ahead of the competitive portion of the pod. Up next is the Whore of Babylon trivia challenge. But first, here's a message from our Wobam Entertainment sort of blood-sucking brothers from another mother over at the Double Turn Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wobam Entertainment. Now it is time for the Whore of Babylon Trivia Challenge. Uh, it's the standard format, gentlemen. We've got five questions, multiple choice. And tonight, you'll be playing for one of Wesley Snipes' W-2s. So it's a collector's item. What can I say? Obviously, it's I, nice. I assume it's just a blank W-2 yeah. that he signed. It's did probably he, did, like handwritten. Did he, even, did he even sign it? You don't usually sign a W two. I, I know, but you know, if I it's mean, a collector's item, I oh, expect it's an autograph. No, yeah. no, and there's no way he's he's putting his name on any of that stuff. He, yeah, he just, yeah, no, he's not gonna take claim of it. Okay, but uh, anyway, tonight's chimes are Virgin Eater or any of the pod standards. Can I do Good my boy? Absolutely, I will allow it. Uh, All right. Yep. Well, good luck, gentlemen. Let's get started with question number one. Snipes' character's name in the original script for Gala Walkers was A, Stanley, B, Shadow, C, Pokey, or D, Chaos. Those are all equally terrible <laughs> for different reasons. That's yeah. impressive. I really hope it's <laughs> Chaos, but farts and tarts. You want Chaos? Uh, <laughs> I'll give you Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> also... <laughs> His arch nemesis was going to be played by Armand Asante before we yeah. cast. Uh, Don't fear. I am fear. Yeah. I'm sorry. I took a hard I, I turn into Asanteville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But hey, you chimed in there, T Dubs. Uh, What's your answer? I'm going Shadow. Shadow B. That is incorrect. Bullshit. That feels kind of racist. It's a perfect, yeah, but he, you know, he's a man who walks uh, among the shadows. Uh, he walks he between the shadows. kind of racist. Drops. Plus, if, if you named him Shadow, then you could have like used his stand in for a lot of the scenes, knowing that he was being shuffled back and forth from court. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my boy. Oh, geez. Okay, Captain Cash, can you steal? God, I hope it's pokey just because it's so stupid. <laughs> I'm afraid it is not Pokemon. Oh. It's in fact D chaos spelled with a K. Oh <laughs> no, fucking way! Damn, he's really just so a, bad. He's just some Mortal Kombat like idea for a character that they're like, no, that's too lame. No, yeah, no, come Can't on, do it. it. Yeah, and either of you tell me what his name actually was for a bonus point. Amen. He's Amen. That's his name, Amon. Okay, I'm going to give a point to the Thunderous Wizard because I didn't know the answer. I'm assuming that's right. This whole this whole time, I thought it was just Wesley Snipes. You mean this yeah, wasn't right? an autobiography? I thought it was Blade. Literally, his name is Amon. <laughs> yeah. Now that now that you say it, that does sound uh, sounds right. I'll believe it. Okay, one point for the Thunderous Wizard. All right, question number two: Gala Walkers was originally set to film with Chow Young Fat in what year? Was it A, 1999, B, 2001, C, 2005, or D, 2010? Parts and tarts. That is Captain Cash. This, this feels like a very 1999 idea. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense, but I'm sorry. A, 1999 is incorrect. T-dubs, can you steal? Farts and tarts, 2001. 2001 that's b and that is also incorrect it is c 2005 wow so yes this this movie was kind of caught in some sort of development hell thing i think it was just a script that got kicked around there's not a lot of details but yeah it was in the works for a while bring me the chow yun fat cut allegedly yeah for real 
Let's go. Could not have been any worse. Uh, I, right. I saw well, Bulletproof Monk. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, T-Dubs, you've got a one-point lead as we head into question number three. Snipes famously had to leave the set of Gala Walkers to handle his tax evasion issues. How much did he allegedly try to milk the IRS for? Was it A, $25.3 million, B, $30 million, C, $33.3 million, or D, a cool $45 million U.S. dollars? Mm. My, my boy! Captain Cash. $45 million. It's that blade money. Oh, I am sorry. D, $45 million is incorrect. T-dubs, can you add to your lead? Okay, I will say Farts and Tarts C, $33.3 million. I am sorry. That is also incorrect. It was A, $25.3 million, but that's okay, T-dubs. You still hold a 1-0 lead as we dive into question number four, or I should say spine rip into question number four. DDP has been in several movies, but which of these mainstream comedy hits was his scene or scenes cut out of? Is it A, Pineapple Express? Is it B, The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Is it C, Meet the Millers? Or D, Euro Trip? Farts and Tarts. Thunderous Wizard. I'm just going to say the 40-year-old virgin because his ex-wife was in that. That is correct. It was B, the 40-year-old virgin. Her her his ex-wife? Her boob pops out at the speed dating. That's his ex-wife, Kimberly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Miss Kimberly. Wait, did she go by Miss Kimberly? No, that's Miss Elizabeth. That was Macho Man's wife. Randy Savage, sorry. Bonesaw! Okay. Well, you have clinched the win here, T-Dubs, with a 2-0 to zero lead as we head into question number five. But don't worry, Captain Cash, you can still play for your pride. Which A-list Hollywood celebrity did Wesley Snipes allegedly deafen in a domestic dispute? Again, allegedly. Was it A, Halle Berry, B, Mariah Carey, C, Salee Moon Fry, or D, Tiffany Brissett. My boy! Uh, that's uh, definitely Captain Cash. What do you got? Uh, the correct answer there is Catwoman. One Halle Berry. Allegedly. 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 All right. But, well, by the way, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, she's given interviews about it and commented on it publicly, but she's never named names. But uh, there's a lot of speculation as to uh, who it could be, and there's, I guess, a pretty short list, but uh, allegedly. allegedly. Anyway, well, congratulations, Thunderous Wizard. You have won tonight's Horror Babylon Trivia Challenge. I hope you will enjoy Wesley Snipes' W2. It's all yours. I'm stoked. Which, again, yeah. is just a blank W2. Maybe written out in crayon. Wesley Snipes made no dollars this year. It owes no taxes. Oh, you know it's written in blood. <laughs> it's written in blood and it's signed Blade. His, you yeah. know, some motherfuckers always. You know who his tax man is? Pay taxes uphill. Whistler. <laughs> Blade, I told you to file this. Those bloodsuckers are going to get you, but not the ones that only come out at night kind, the ones that work in suits. I mean, that would make sense. I think Blade would probably go after the IRS, too. I mean, they are kind of vampires, but they are bloodsuckers. Exactly. But uh, so uh, that brings us to recommendations. And uh, I will go first because I'm selfish. Um, fun fact, gentlemen, all the Twilight movies are now streaming for free on Tubi. Right? I feel like when you say fun fact, you are playing it real fast and loose with the word fun <laughs> lay off my sparkly vampire fetish okay i don't see where the problem is i, I thought you I, uh, said twilight I, you buddy i tried to ignore it but it is clear that you did say it so yeah yeah no they're literally all on tubi right now but no real recommendation uh there is a reboot of the kids in the hall with the original cast on amazon prime right now so I had no idea that was a thing. I just stumbled across it. I watched the first episode. It was uh, very kids in the hall. Uh, they hung some dong. 
so oh that's now, like a, that's a thing you know so that's a thing i've yeah. seen i've seen dave foley's dick twice now so that's a it's a bonus you know so if you like your canadian bacon check out the uh, kids in the hall reboot on amazon prime i have heard dave foley's dick once very squelchy more, more than i ever wanted to hear <laughs> or think about again <sighs> Hey, and I just like to point out, audience, that you can blame me for Gala Walkers, but you really need to blame the Thunderous Wizard because I wanted to do another classic Uva Bowl uh, film. I was all about Blood Rain too, but no, 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 we couldn't do a fun movie with Scott Farkas, much like Postal. We had to do this thing. So wait, don't hold it again, against me. Your use of the word "fun" it seems offensive <laughs> to me. Uh, I mean, whatever. But anyway, uh, T-Dubs, what's your recommendation this week? Okay, so I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. I'll probably see it you know, at some point. Who knows? Uh, but I wanted to honor Sam Raimi with my recommendation. So I went back and watched his 2001 film, The Gift, which features Kate Blanchett and Keanu Reeves, like you've never seen Keanu Reeves before, as an abusive redneck uh husband and she essentially is uh she can she has visions she can see the future and a woman katie holmes uh who is about to be married winds up getting murdered in their small town and uh it's up to her to sort of figure out who did it it's called the gift it's free on amazon prime uh he was actually editing it while they were ramping up to do spider-man uh so it's a big big year for sam uh it's it's not his best work, but it's it's entertaining enough and uh, has some cool, you know, classic, creepy Sam Raimi visuals in it. So, well, uh, you got to see Multiverse of Madness then. I'm telling you, it's very Raimi. Well, you know, I I just watched the Kingsman prequel. So I'm, you know, I'm just all comic book movied out. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I was so I like the the. You know, the Kings movies are like stupid fun. The prequel is like so convoluted and not fun. I, I was like, why does this exist? What's that one called? It's called The King's Man. The King's Man. Okay. That's it has like I, very cool moments, but overall it's just it was quite boring. So I don't recommend that. Okay. That's that's a, a do not recommend on the King's Man. All right, what do you have for us as your recommendation, Captain Cash? Uh, so I was able to watch the free on Disney Plus Chippendale movie. You don't say. Uh, I, uh, wait, wait, is that the one with the rodents who rescue people, or is that the one with the guys in the bow ties? I mean, it's it's rodents who rescue people, but now I'm like, were there guys in bow ties in that? Chippendales. Oh my um, god. They they make <laughs> oh my they god. make a Chippendale reference in the film itself almost okay, immediately. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh but no, it, it like it was one of those things where it could have very much been a Space Jam 2 style like IP flex where it was like, look at all the stuff we own. We put it in a movie. But it's actually pretty funny. There are a bunch of decent gags and I mean, if you have Disney Plus, it's free. And it's only 90 minutes, and I liked it a lot. It was good. I'm sure kids would enjoy it too, right? It's it's for the kids. I mean, it it gets kind of dark in a couple places. Uh, I definitely let my kids. You mean like the never the never ending story dark? It's more like Roger Rabbit dark. Yeah, well, fair. Roger Rabbit's or is traumatizing and tantalizing in certain ways. Yeah, Roger Rabbit gets weird in a number of ways, and of course, Mm -hmm. Eddie's brother is murdered with a piano but uh akira schaefer directed chippendale so lonely island island fans uh i was not aware of that when i first saw the trailer but obviously andy samberg's in it too but akira hmm. schaefer directed it so akiva yeah, interesting not akira, john mulaney is yeah. the the voice of chip andy samberg is the voice of dale uh eric banna is in it as a uh, monterey oh my jack. god he's monterey jack i'm in it's it, like <laughs> it's one of those things where like I don't I think I went in with fairly like low expectations of all right this is going to be kind of dumb but I'll watch it with my kids and whatever and I really really enjoyed it so I mean check well, it I think, out 
I mean, I think we made this joke on the Hulk uh, podcast. Uh, Eric Bana used to be a comedian in Australia. So, I mean, the dude's got some comedic chops. Oh, yes, we shared uh, some of his comedy stylings. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, I think to your point, Captain Cash, I mean, this is what you get when you put a a group of funny people together with a kind of known IP and let them have fun with it and and run a little wild, right? Like, there are a number of, like, and it's one of those things where, like, oh, there are all these cameos. Yes, but not who you think. And, wow, they they really make a meal out of it. (laughs) Nice. No, oh, right. well, you know, I'd like to check that out. Uh, so that covers our recommendations for the week. Um, so thanks again for joining us on this episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, loyal listener. Next week, we have the second installment in our Hops and Bloodsucking Flop series. We'll be reviewing Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. Thanks, T-Dubs. Welcome back, Eddie. <laughs> Oof. Well, you just talked about how disappointing, you know, uh, coming to America home sweet home was or whatever. Um, yeah, he's got a number of stinkers, you know, Pluto uh, being one of them. Vampire in Brooklyn might be worse than this because of the people that were involved in it. And the, it, it had it has no right being as bad as it is. It's, it's the, the bar should have been higher for that. It film. is universally unfunny and almost unwatchable. And it was directed by Wes Craven. I almost don't believe that. I've never seen it. So, wow. It's uh, okay. free on Paramount Plus. Right. I can't, can I get that on Tubi or Plexi? Freebie. Freebie. Got it. Yeah. Peacock. I will be watching it on Peacock. Well, as always, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find me on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. Captain Cash is at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media, if not all. And the Thunderous Wizard can be found on Twitter at WriterTLK. And if you want to check in on Mayor McCheese's bad back, you can find him on Twitter at H-B-O-F McCheese. And don't forget to check out Wobam Entertainment at WobamEntertainment.com. If you enjoy the show... Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to connect with us on social media. We love to hear from your folks. And we're always looking for recommendations for movies to do and review. That's uh, That pretty much wraps it up for the night. I wish I'd had a better outro here. But uh, just please, listener, don't forget to pay your taxes. The IRS does not play. Good night. As the IRS said to Wesley Snipes, in the email they wrote to him some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill (laughs) then he was arrested and then they kicked in his door yeah some motherfuckers are always trying to pay their taxes uphill (laughs) or not at all